0: Many people say that music is a universal language. If that's the case, I would like to use music as a platform to talk about health. My name is Dr. Moshe Lewis, and I'm a full-time practicing physician who loves music and the way it affects our brains, our bodies, and our well-being. We'll be discussing topics that affect all of us, from mental health to body image, cancer screening to stroke, our health is truly our greatest asset. Hopefully, these discussions will improve the health of our community. Welcome to Film and Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Moshe Lewis. I am excited today because we are joining an award winning producer here, um, actor, Andre Davis, an Emmy, oh my gosh, and, and fresh off of it. So, I mean, to say this is exciting it is hard to put in words it's a win for all of us i mean we feel the love we feel all the work that you put into it and um this is exciting exciting outst- uh, outstanding uh daytime fiction program We have to, though, go back before we jump into the excitement. We have to really sort of understand, like, who you are. I know you're from Memphis. Just tell me about growing up,
1: some of your dreams, some of your passions, some of your inspirations. All right, so, of course, uh, first of all, I want to say thank you for having me, Doctor. I really appreciate it. Uh, My name is Andre Davis, Jr. I grew up in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, A lot of my inspirations basically just came from just... You know, seeing people doing things that I didn't see other people doing where I'm from. And it inspired me to want something a lot more than what you can get where I'm from. You know, it's, it's hard to, to attain a lot of things where I'm from, you know. And uh, just coming to L.A. and being able to be here and being able to go for my goals, go for my dreams, you know, and just hit it hard without stopping. It's just been, it's just been amazing. And I'm very appreciative of it.
0: Sure. What were some of those first projects and things that you got into? Still, probably when you're back in Memphis, that kind of had you start to think, "Hey, maybe I've got something or a talent that I need to to hone and to
1: improve." So back home, um, you know, like of course, in, in in school, in grade school, middle school, high school, you know, um, I was always into like theater and stuff like that. Um, and I even did like small plays with friends. You know, I had, I, I remember, I think I still remember being like like when I was like 20 years old and I had like a friend and he was so inspired by Tyler Perry. He was like, man, I'm to do my own play. And he did it, he wrote it. And I remember him playing like three or four different roles all like at one time, like, you know, within the, in the play. Right. And uh, you know, just doing stuff like that, you know, it basically just kinda that was my introduction into like into like, you know, the entertainment world as far as acting.
0: Right, sure. For anybody to make a leap from being in any city to come to LA, it seems like such a scary, daunting, and complex process. It sounds so straightforward, but in reality, it may be much more complicated. What were some of those steps that kind of helped you make that transition, and help you decide, okay, I've got to do it, and then how did you actually do
1: it? Some of the steps, you know, for me, it was more of having the mindset that like, hey, I want this, you know, this is where I want to be. And me, you know, thinking to myself, what is it that I have to do so that I can, you know, so that I can't actually do it. But also, you know, having those days where you actually look yourself in the mirror and, you know, you have to ask yourself, is this what I really want? Because, you know, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, you know, people can put a lot of, you know, you get a lot of no's first, before you get yes, So <laughs> that's one thing, you know, that can be very discouraging, but you have to understand that you're gonna get more no's than you're gonna get yes. So, you know, having tough skin, being able to take creative criticism and just really doing what you wanna do, no matter what other people say or what other people may think. Um, what helped me actually get to LA and actually be in the position that I'm in is that you know, coming from Memphis, and me coming from you know, I came from a single, uh, single parent home. You know, my mom, shout out to her. She she did her best. She did everything that she could do, and she did a great job. Um, I actually, you know, I had to make I had to make sure that I was the one that I was in charge of what it is that I wanted. You know, I couldn't look at my parents. I couldn't look at anybody but myself. So for me, I was always a hard worker, you know, I instilled that into myself, always a hard worker, always doing what was necessary to get what it is that I wanted, you know, and and, and just working hard. Um, So me being in Memphis, I can remember having like a, a job where I was bartending. I was bartending at this restaurant, you know, and I was working crazy, working hard. The job was like 45 minutes away from my house. So, you know, I was working from like nine in the morning sometimes to like close. And like closing down the bar was like one o'clock, two o'clock and just doing that and just working as hard as I could. And then I ended up, it's crazy. My story is crazy. I ended up getting fired from that job. I ended up getting fired after five years and Maybe three months later or a month or two later, after I got fired, I got a call from AT&T because I was looking to get a job at AT&T. Just so happily, they called me just out of the blue. I had a phone interview, and then we moved on to like an in-person interview. I started working in one of the stores. Fast forward, nine months later, I get promoted. I go to San Francisco. I'm thinking of myself at the time with the offer, from San Francisco, I'm like, man, like, I'm like, do I still really wanna go to Cali? And I was like, you know what? I was like, why not? I'm like, you've been preparing for this for a long time. I'm like, and you can go be there for a year and then convince them to move you to LA. And then you can really bite down and go for what you want. And that's exactly what happened, you know? And, you know, then you know we get into COVID. We hit COVID just last year, and you know my team—they were amazing—and just being able to like pull an Emmy out of you know the pandemic—that's right. that's that's crazy. So you know it's it's been a journey, man. It's sure. been
0: a- yeah, let's talk just a little bit about that because maybe you've had some time to reflect on it, and it's helpful, I think, for our viewers and our listeners. Sometimes you talked about two things no's can certainly be a road to a yes. And also that just because sometimes things go wrong, you would work hard all those years at the company and slowly let you go. Um, but you didn't take it so personally as to not continue to push yourself forward. And right. then finally, you were willing to you know, sort of go a, a little bit different. Like, OK, I went to a city that wasn't really planning to go, but it was a lot closer than where I was at the time. So um, any thoughts that you have about just really being able to have have a positive mindset or, or the mindset to be able to take rejection, to take deflections, and even to take being fired, um, not as the end all be all and still be able to persevere.
1: Um, man, it's, you know, I, I, just, I tell people all the time, it's just like, and you know, like I, I was saying earlier, it's really about what you want, you know? It's really about what you want it's about evaluating your life, looking at the people that surround you, looking at the things that you're doing. And, you know, like for me, I've always been very athletic. And so a thing that helps me out a lot to stay focused is, you know, I stay in the gym and I stay active. It really helps me so much, man. It helps a lot, you know, cause it's like, hey, I'm, you're literally working on yourself. And when you see when you get a chance to look in the mirror and you see something that you've been working on, and you see yourself. This is like, you know, that was, that thing that can trickle into every other thing that you do. You know, and so for me, it's just always having a mindset of whatever I'm going to do, I'm going to do. I'm going to do my best at it and I'm going to be the best at it or one of the best at it. And, you know, when certain things happen, I always look to like, well, you know what? Hey, that door got closed, but. You know, but uh, another door has been opened. So when I when I had that job and I when I got fired, I was just like, man, I couldn't believe it. I was like, man, it's like almost the end of the world. Like, what am I gonna do? Because I had I had bills and I had stuff I had to take care of. Um, and so, but when that door opened and I got that call from AT and T when I when I got that job. I thought to myself, I was like, well, man, this you've been telling your bar guests for the past three months that you want to go to work at AT AT&T because you want to do something different. And it just happened, you know, so that's that was that was the that was the positive side of looking at it. Like, you know, I always look at struggles and I look at hard times as forthcoming for something else. Great. That's that's on its way. That's coming for you.
0: Sure. No, I think there's so many rich lessons to take from that and to realize that our lives are constantly going to be up and down. There is not always going to be an upward ascent into greatness. But you also mentioned, because we're going to transition to this team, I mean, I was floored when I learned that you had a position, you know, sort of as the as EP, executive producer, and that there was a whole group, not just you, know, two or three people. How did you all come together to actually work together? Because so many times you say like, oh, you know, it's really hard. We have all these dreams to work together, but we just can't get along. How did you all kind of get through that, come together and then start actually literally start
1: doing doing these projects? Uh, Well, first off, I would, the first person I ever worked with was actually the uh, writer and the director of the films, uh, Dr. Louis Dion Jones. And I have to give it up to him because he basically, he was the one who put the team together. You know, he was like the quarterback and he basically looked and he saw, you know, oh, this person is good at this and this person is good at that. And, you know, it was more so of just every, he bringing everybody together at the table and we just agreeing to start working. But some of the first projects that were ever work, worked on, um, it was really for the most part, starting off, it was me and, and Lewis that started with, with the projects. And then we came together, well, of course, well he came together with, with Marquez Williams, the writer of the Emmy-winning short film, The Girl in Apartment 15 and um you know for him even for like marquez it was amazing for him his first time writing something and he won an emmy that was crazy you know but we all have to give give it up for for dr dr lewis jones because he's the one who put the team together and he was the one who had the vision and everybody just pretty much just we just we, we took his lead, you know? Right. And did you know him or introduced to
0: a friend? Like, I mean, to, of all the people in L.A. That you oh, can-
1: man, like- it was I met I met Lewis back in like 2019. And uh, it was crazy because it was just like just through Instagram. And uh he, he basically he inboxed me and messaged me. If I ever he's like, have you ever thought about doing film? Like, you know, because I was I was a model. You know, when I, when I first arrived to LA, everybody just saw me like, oh, he's a model, you know? So everybody saw me, but you know, of course that can uh, that can trickle over into other things too. And so he was the one who reached out to me about acting. Right. And we started out doing, um, we started out act. I started out acting. Um, he had projects that he was working on that he had that were like on Facebook. Like he had a show called The Opinionated Show um and I would get out in the streets and actually go and interview people on certain topics for the show and then that just led into us doing um we started first with Cycles that was the first project that we ever did and then the second project was was NoHo and from there it just the list goes on um and then it was pretty much him just asking me about like hey like Uh, let's, you know, like, let's think about getting you into being an executive producer of these films. And that's basically, that's it, man. This has been history ever since then.
0: No, No, it's simply amazing. On that history, this is not a typical um, story. This is not a topic that's always addressed. And being a physician myself, that was one of the first things that really drew me in. Well, the second was, of course, that it was a position really sort of helping, you know, craft and create and, and, and mold some of the process, um, even if maybe he didn't write the whole script. So. Talk to me about sort of picking that topic or these types of topics and maybe some of the discussions you guys had even before everything was written out and set out to, to shoot.
1: Okay. All right, so um, first of all I think the the number one thing is, you know, what happened or how basically how we came up with, you know, the process of creating these particular films that we that we created was that you wanna you wanna do stuff that people you know they can relate to. Get it? Because once you do things that people can relate to and they see it, then it's like, oh, wow. Like, people don't feel alone. They're like, oh, well, I can relate to this because I went through that. So um, that was the number one thing. And then, but but two was uh, focusing on things that actually were going on in the Black community to help one another understand, you know? Especially things like with the film Cycles, it was more about therapy. And African-Americans going to therapy like, you know, we don't always we don't we don't always take mental health that seriously. But cycles was that film that was introduced and it was informative for people showing them like, hey, you're black, but you can go to therapy. It's okay. Like we need therapy, too. Um, And then, of course, with with uh, with Marquez's film with the girl in apartment 15, domestic violence. We go through domestic violence too as well. And then the next thing, the other show was NoHo. And NoHo was just really about just showing people like, hey, you think that you can come to LA and then you think that like, oh, this is gonna be a piece of cake. It's gonna be so easy. Like I look like this, I can do this, I can do that and I'm gonna make it. And, but but yet there's all these other obstacles that you have to overcome in order to even get to doing what it is that you want to do, and even doing it on the level that you want to do it on.
0: Sure, talk to us about some of just the um, collaborations and some of the things that sort of go on behind the scenes. Just even in you all talking, even hanging out, and just in terms of the free flow or throwing out ideas, or sort of how the, the process uh, sort of works, at least for your team, when you guys are coming up with what we're going to do, or something we might change, or or how we really want to portray a certain a picture or a certain scene.
1: Yeah, so, so again, the writer is, is, is the writer, Dr. Lewis Dion Jones. Basically, you know, he he will he will come up with the scripts, you know, and we'll pretty much, you know, he'll send it to everyone, or we'll come together and we'll have a meeting and we'll look at it and say, okay, well, and we all agree to say that, okay, cool, we can we can we can do something with this. Let's take this and try to run with it, and it's really just that simple, you know. Um, he started writing in 2019 and he's always writing different scripts so you know he might have three or four different scripts and he'll shoot it out at us and you know we'll all come together and we'll say well you know well we like this better and we'll take that one that's what that's what we'll go with
0: no, nice. I, I love the democracy and, and the input and things like that so here we're going along i mean i know we obviously are going to talk about the emmy but there were plenty of award recognitions before this even as that process was going on were you even yourself going i can't believe this this is incredible i wouldn't have expected um us to pick up all these other um, nominations and awards that you picked up along the way
1: yeah, man, I'm like, I'm like, I am not i can not lie, man. Just man, you know, being from where I'm from, you know, the journey, you know, so far that like, I went through, like, I wasn't, I was shocked that we won, but it didn't hit me until after a while. Cause when we won, I was just like oh. I was, like, oh, I was like, oh, I was like, wow, we won, and it didn't really just hit me until after I really sat back and reflected and just thought, like, man, like, dude, you just won, and me not only. Are not only were not only were there seven black men that won an Emmy together. Um, not only you know me, not even being in LA for not even being in LA for four years and accomplishing something like this is crazy, you know. And then also what I said earlier about like being able to work and actually pull this out in a during a time in a in a pandemic, you know. It was it was crazy. I'm 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 and right now, even as I'm talking about it right now, I'm still just like, man, like how like how? You know? Yes, well I mean there's no question,
0: like I opened with we feel such a collective um thank you a collective congratulations because we feel like it's a win for for all of us as a community a we can work together b we do have stories to tell still on and on that have not been told and c which is kind of what you're hinting at the the biggest surprise about this i think for many people is where is that what 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 major network was that on who was the executive producer? Who's who's doing the budget? There was none of that. Oh, super name recognition. Oh, well, we're with so and so, and we've done the line. We're rolling with this studio, and we have a big budget, and things like that. Um, to what extent? And I know maybe it's gone over again, but was it somewhat of a, a surprise to maybe some of your teammates that um, that the Emmys were even as aware of the fact that the work that you all were doing um, and how important it was?
1: Um. I think for like you know, of course, for the writer of the film that won, that won Emmy, like like I said, it was his first time writing. It was his first first script, you know. Right. And that's crazy, you know. But the other thing too, the the education as well for people to know when you're going after these awards, you know, you do have to submit you have to submit so they can see your work so it's not about like you know them just like oh like we're just gonna look around and find something like no you actually have to submit your work to them so that they can see what you're doing
0: right and then let's talk a little bit about it, because we know not everybody will have seen it and obviously we will run the um, promotional trailer. But just some of the, the storyline and how important it was to keep it real, poignant, and yet very, um, well, I'll even say visceral, because I know when I was watching it, I really could sort of feel you know the pain and, and the violence without it having to be so, so graphic right. that you really felt like, okay, this is too disturbing to watch. So um, let's just talk a little bit about the, the, the shooting of it and some of the elements that you all were trying to literally bring across, you know, in the story itself beyond the obvious storyline.
1: Right. Um, so one thing, one thing that's, um, it's, it's a short film. So, you know, we only have, you only have so much money you can put into that. And you and with that, you only get so many resources. So for us, it was just more about us You know, sitting down and saying like, hey, how can we get the shots and make sure that we're stick, like you said, sticking to the storyline, but really getting the message out there to people without it having to be so graphic. Um, And that was just, you know, that was just us sitting down and just being tedious because we did, we, you know, we had like at least like two different people who were like helping direct. And so, you know, just trying to make sure that we were getting the shots that we knew, like, this, people are gonna feel this when they see this. You know what I'm saying? More than just, you happen to do so much to, to, that you think you have to do so much to make people feel it and for what's really going on in that film for it to resonate with people
0: mm-hmm. no, definitely yeah I think that comes across and then let's talk too certainly about some of the other projects that you have um, coming up and that you all are, are working on because I know like I said it's a whole team mm-hmm. of scripts and you all have it stopped for a moment
1: so yes yeah, so, um, so No Host Season 2 just came out we just released that um, right now, we're, we're we're coming together and we're working on a new project. And it's called Intended Parents, and Intended Parents is a it's a it's a short film, but it's very it's very very educational for people. Um, so basically, Intended Parents is gonna be a short film about a heterosexual male and a trans woman coming together they're in a relationship and they're trying to have a baby so that's a whole different world you know that we're basically you know we introducing it to to people and we're educating people on um the community and uh, uh, with trans women um so that people understand like they really understand the the topic and the subject matter of when you have you know some people when it comes to like trans women some people think that they put it with sexuality with with with, with sex so like somebody might say like oh Well, they think a trans woman is a transsexual, but no, that transsexual, that's completely different from transsexual and a trans woman is completely, they're different. And so we're just educating people on that, but also just educating people on that world and how it is and how people view it. And, um, you know, it's so many just like, I think there are so many different like misconceptions of things and that's what people they need to be educated on and that's what we're doing with this film. And we're literally still in the process of like producing it and putting it all together. So I can't really give you everything right now, but I can just give you like a premise on it. So <laughs> sure, no, absolutely.
0: I think also it's helpful for people understand maybe not all the details, but kind of what your day or typical week may be like in terms of having some of these meetings, these discussions, looking at scripts, trying to figure out shoots, because it's not, there's really no roadmap to being an executive producer. Um, So just tell us maybe just some of the elements that you may enjoy or maybe not even enjoy, but that may feel a typical week for you or even a a couple of weeks um, in the kind of role that you're in now um, putting together these projects
1: okay um you know typical week is not you know i'm gonna be honest it's not like something that's like very uh, it's not like super sh- stressful or strenuous or anything like that it's just simply like you know if we if we if we get a script you know if if lewis writes a script and he sends it out to the team like you know we basically we go through and we look and like i said we'll, we might have a meeting it just depends like if, sometimes he might call a meeting and say hey like, let's get together and just look at scripts you know it's just random you know it's not like I don't want to say like it's on a schedule or anything like that, but we know what our purpose what our purpose is, and we know what we're doing. So a typical week like yesterday, yesterday all of the producers for this new film, we all got together. We said, hey, this is, you know, we know this is the film we're getting ready to start working on. Um, go through the scripts, see, see what's happening, what's going on, make any adjustments. Um, also, we have some uh, SAG actors and actresses that are going to be in the film. So, you know, yesterday was, you know, having to call SAG, get information, and to see when we're gonna be clear to start filming, because you know how it is when you're working with SAG actors and actresses. You have to make sure that they have enough time in between shoot dates and things like that, and then us sitting down and making the schedule too, yesterday on the on the film days because basically like even when you're filming you know people they they don't may not understand the process but when you're filming and when you're going from location to location every location you're gonna film every scene that you have to film that's gonna take place at that location no matter what episode it may be you know what i'm saying like the episodes might be spaced apart but we're gonna film everything in that location that same day Right. So, so 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 i'm sorry i'm sorry about that so so yeah a, a typical week you know we could get a script and we could come together and then we could sit down and we could say hey this is the one we're gonna do and we start to throw our coins in you know we have to start going into our pockets and get that money together so that we can get these films produced too as well so
0: sure
1: and i wanted to get to it so that was a really nice
0: smooth transition because i was gonna say that I think the outside perception may be, boy, he's got money now, he's got the Emmy. Rolling in dubs, film after film, I'm just kicking up my heels and looking at scripts, and maybe you know doing this and doing that while I you know just enjoy directing this and ordering that and getting a few actors. Tell us uh, just a little bit about sort of what you learned of that process of trying to get it financed, trying to stay within a budget, trying to you know, raise money for film so that you can continue to do it because it's not a cheap process and it's not something where you run to the bank every day cashing a gigantic check.
1: Right. So, first off, I'm going to say everybody that's a part of the team, we all work hard. We work hard for our money. Um, and the other thing that we do, because of course, you know, that money's coming out of our pockets first. But also, another thing that we do, you know, sometimes we, we'll, we'll run like GoFundMe and we'll let people know, like, hey, we have a project and this is what we're like you know for the most part like i said we're trying to inform people so we'll tell people what the project is about and we'll just send it to all of our friends and you know friends and family and if people want to pitch in and throw money and they throw it in you know but ultimately at the end of the day you know we have to come together with that money and we have to look at the budget on what we have so that we can we know, like, hey, well, we can do this, we can do that, but we can't do this. So, you know, it's very strategic on that part when it really comes to the filming and the, the crew and everything like that, but we also have an amazing crew, you know, because sometimes people that are on the crew, you know, they'll volunteer and say, well, hey, I'll stay later and I'll, I'll work extra hours or whatever because of the vision of what we're doing, because we understand that like yes, people may see us with these Emmys and we think that, oh, these people, they they they're rich, they'll they're whatever, but you know, this is the this is this is laying more of a foundation for us so that we can get to that, you know, to that kind of money, you know? So right now it's just about us working hard and about us asking the people who support us and love us and who love to see us happy and do what it is that we do and that we love. You know, those are the people and those are the things that come together to make this happen right here. So, yeah.
0: And that's one thing I want to uh, make sure we get to before we wrap up is just sort of that that feeling, the vote of confidence, um, the being able to, you know, hug your mom and say this one's for you type of thing. Talk to us just a little bit about about the feelings that you had a little bit of time to really absorb and things like that in terms of how it really helps you to, to feel that hey, I'm I'm on the right path, I had this dream, I had this destiny, and now I'm here and it's still a lot of work, but right. but I really supported
1: Oh man, I like it's and even when I think about it like you know the feeling is so amazing because having a having this award and you know man like dude like being in LA and having such a prestigious award is you know I, right now I'm still kinda of, like lost for words but it is an amazing feeling because it's like it does give you it gives you that reassurance. That nothing you did was wrong. None of the people that you met was a coincidence. None of the things that you've been through was a coincidence. But this is very, very reassuring that just because someone tells you no, it doesn't mean that you can't be great, you know? Um, I tell people all the time that, you know, um, my first. Experience, you know, coming to LA was to be a model and modeling. And I still can remember being in Memphis in my hometown, and I'll never forget it. I'm going to call the agency name out. It was this agency called Colors. I can remember going to Colors, knocking on their door, and trying to speak with someone about representation, and they would not even come outside or even come to the door to have a conversation with me and now I have an Emmy and I'm an Emmy award winning fan producer. Like, you know, it's like, wow. Like, yeah, you said no then, but I'm sure we can have a different conversation now. You know what I'm saying? So it just gives you that reassurance that anything that you want is possible. You can have it. Right. Sure. No, I love the I love the way you put that, and I think that's something
0: that's so important that if people continue to believe in themselves, their higher power, draw on that inner strength, that even though there will be roadblocks, they don't see the same vision. They get lots of people coming all the time. They can't even keep up with all the people they do represent, it's whatever legit or other reasons that there may be for not taking clients on. It. And all of us who sort of sort of tried to come into the business certainly experience that. That at some level you're just going to get a lot of no's usually before you get the yeses um so yeah no um much props and we're just um simply a floor but like i said just for the community as a whole one of the main reasons that we were attracted to this story that you about from memphis which i, I just I, I love memphis and have family there and go there a lot is that um it really felt like gosh we can come up and we can work together, which I really thought was so amazing, um, have a vision and get a collective work done. It, it's just, it, it hasn't been done before, so far as I know. And what right. uh, to be a first, like you said, with some first of so many things. Um, first Seven Brothers, first uh, time uh, to, to pull us off during the pandemic, to uh, first time, you know, uh, script writer, screenwriter and things of that nature. Um, just really uh means a lot that you you know come on and, and share with us and you know basking some of the glow but also still give that message of don't stop working don't start believing that it's all over and you can just kick back you know just awesome awesome um I'm your host, uh, Dr. Moshe Lewis, this is film and Medicine. We love bringing stories to you that are not only the underdog achieving, but really also recognizing the excellence that we have in our community. That said, topics like domestic violence and certainly um, talking about a person that, that may be um, transgender or even transsexual are things that many times, just like mental health, were once considered too taboo to even discuss, nevertheless put on film. This win and this Emmy with this amazing team that involves um, Andre Davis and others who um, really came together and wanted to tell our stories, to me, really helps us realize that the day has come for us to really be comfortable bring these topics out, recognizing that we have some issues and stereotypes amongst ourselves, that we have to admit are ourselves, and we can talk about where they come from, but the truth is that we have to also root them out because there are people that are hurting, there are people that feel ostracized, and there's some women certainly they are being abused. So if you see these types of things happening in your community and you see the community shunning them or somebody that you sense is really hurting and needs to have that extra talk or that extra bit of help that you may be able to afford, you give them that hug, give them that love. And if you know the organizations to get them to, and we'll put the number at the bottom of the screen, the domestic national domestic hotline for help, don't hesitate to reach out and share that love because the more that we pull this out into the light, the less we have to have people suffering in the dark. Again, on your host, Dr. Moshe Lewis. Thank you, thank you, thank you, um, Andre Davis, for sharing the win, sharing the enthusiasm, um, the tenacity.
1: Thank you, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it to uh, you um, extending your platform out so that I could share this story for people because it is very important. And, um, you know, to give people, so people of color can see that we are so amazing. And when we come together, we can accomplish some amazing things. Because even if you watched the Emmys last night, and I know this is, I'm just throwing this out there. No one black won, really won an Emmy for acting or anything. So for us to come together and do this, it was a milestone and it was history. And I'm still in shock about it but you know i'm gonna me and my team we're gonna stick together and we're gonna keep laying the groundwork and keep laying the foundation so that everybody and anybody who wants to do something that's as amazing as they are they can do it
0: absolutely what great words and uh thank you again thanks to chris bridges for helping pull us together um thank you shout out to chris thank you chris Thanks to your uh, doctor, all your team members, and everybody that worked so hard to pull us through. Please um, watch um, Girl in Apartment 15. It is a moving work. It's uh, timely. It's a story that we really need to feel comfortable being able to understand and also recognize. So thanks for the work that you all have done and continue to do. And we look forward to hearing great things, years to come. You